0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. It is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and today Is a big day. I've been teasing it for the last few weeks, but it is finally time to begin the locked on Titans NFL draft. Preview. And as part of that preview, I'm going to be going position by position through the offense and the defense, taking a look at the top tier names available at each position, looking at the day two options the Titans would have, and then of course the day three bargains that will be available at the end of the draft. So excited to start our big time draft coverage here on the Locked on Titans podcast, and today we will begin with the quarterback Position. So, want to remind you guys, I'm going to be pumping out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content. And as we get closer to the draft, going through all of these positions. So make sure that you never miss an episode by following the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But we do have some national NFL quarterback news to talk about before diving into the list of prospects at the quarterback position as we kick off. The Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview. Let's get it. going to kick off the Locked On Titans NFL Draft Preview by diving into the list of prospects at the quarterback position, but before we do that, there was big quarterback news in the NFL on Monday. Former New York Jets top five pick Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers had been in the quarterback market. That was no secret. Obviously, they were interested in Watson, but with his situation being in flux, They turn their attention to Sam Darnold, and it's obvious that the Jets will be selecting a quarterback at number two, but the Jets got a sixth round pick in 2021, so this year, and then a second and fourth round pick in 2022. I think that's a pretty lofty price to pay for Sam Darnold, who is still only 23 years old, so he definitely has time to improve and become a better player, but Ryan Tannehill went for a lot less just a few off seasons ago. And he had dwarfed Sam Darnold's performance at his time in Miami. So uh, obviously the Panthers are banking on that young upside from Sam Darnold. But for me, how much better is Sam Darnold than Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. Very interesting to watch going forward. But let's dive into the top tier names at the quarterback position in the NFL draft. And I'm not breaking any news to any of you guys to say that The Titans will not be interested in any of these names. Of course, if there was a precipitous fall by one of these quarterbacks, then maybe the Titans would consider it, but I truly doubt that. But the Titans will see some of these names on their schedule next year, specifically The guy at the top of the list. Number one, my number one quarterback. No surprise here, but Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. He's a complete prospect. Pretty much gives you everything you could want from a quarterback. Yeah, he could show higher levels of accuracy. That's the one thing people want to see. But, I mean, how are you going to knock Trevor Lawrence as a prospect at this moment in time? He will go number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that is the right move for that franchise. Number two, though. Number two is where things get a little more debatable. But for me, I'm hitching my wagon to Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. Six foot three, solidly built guy, very accurate, incredible accuracy from Justin Fields. It's something people don't talk about enough. He is a downfield threat. He will throw the ball downfield and be accurate while while doing it. So those are things you want to see from a quarterback. Not only is he accurate, but he's willing to take risks downfield. And, of course, he can give you a ton of value in the run game. He's kind of a miniature Cam Newton, in a sense. Now, the big knock on Justin Fields is his processing. He doesn't go through his reads very quickly, doesn't process the field, but it's something that he does display on tape. It's not like he can't do it. People just want to see him process a little bit faster. Pick up blitzes a little bit faster, understanding where the blitz is coming from, knowing where to get the ball out to. He just needs to speed up the mental part of his game, but I'm going to bank on the accuracy. I'm going to bank on the talent. Justin Fields is my quarterback number two. Number three, Zach Wilson from BYU. So the NFL right now, think about Pat Mahomes. Think about Aaron Rodgers. Everyone is looking for quarterbacks who can make off-platform throws. Think when your feet aren't set perfectly. And Zach Wilson made one of those kinds of throws that really wowed people at his pro day. Not only that, but he's got an incredibly quick release. Gets the ball out of his hands in a hurry once he makes a decision. He does have good pocket presence as well. And I'm not talking about scrambling. I'm talking about maneuvering the pocket keeping your eyes downfield to make throws. He's got all that. Now, Zach Wilson is slight. He's not a very bulky guy, and he's had some injury concerns. It makes you wonder if he can hold up with the physicality of the NFL level, and there was a very good offensive line at BYU. He didn't face a lot of pressure. He could be a little cocky with his throws. He's very aware of his arm talent and his ability to make throws without having a set base, and when you have that confidence in yourself and that cocky nature about you, you maybe throw off-platform when you don't necessarily need to. Maybe you're a little more comfortable doing that than you should be. That's something that people talk about with Aaron Rodgers quite a bit. Now, can Wilson be an Aaron Rodgers, a Pat Mahomes? I have my doubts, but that sort of arm talent, that sort of off-platform ability is what teams are drooling over nowadays. And with the trade today, he's pretty much a lock to go number two to the Jets. Number four, you have Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Incredible arm strength and Awesome runner of the football. No turnovers in his time at North Dakota State, but obviously it's North Dakota State. You wonder about the competition. He hasn't played a ton. He only played one game in 2020 before opting out to work on the draft. So really just that 2019 season of production, um, he played in an offense that really centered around the run game. He wasn't the focal point of the offense, and he does struggle with accuracy at times. So, combine all of that, and he's the fourth best prospect I have on the board. Still expect him to be a top 10 pick. And then, number five, you have Mac Jones. I have Mac Jones, though. Closer to being in tier number two than the four guys who I talked about in tier number one. Yeah, he was incredibly productive at his time at Alabama. He's accurate underneath. He's going to get the ball out, really manage the game. He runs your offense the way you want it to be run, but he does not have elite arm strength. He does not have even average athleticism for the NFL um, game, and he had the best possible supporting cast around him at all times during his time in college at Alabama. He's going to have two possibly top 10, top 15 wide receivers. He's going to have multiple offensive linemen drafted. He's going to have a first round running back maybe. He's got the Alabama system and all the minds over there. For me, I'm just going to throw this out there. Taking Mac Jones in the top 10 is asinine. It's insane. You do not take a first round quarterback with the limitations that Mac Jones has. You're basically signing up for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was taken in the second round for a reason. If Mac Jones didn't go to Alabama, this wouldn't be a discussion whatsoever. But because of the high-profile nature of playing at Alabama, people watching him more than they watched other quarterbacks, he gets that bump. I'm not a fan of Mac Jones. I don't think he's much better than Kyle Trask, who we will talk about in the next segment, and I don't understand any of the buzz whatsoever of him going number three to San Francisco. That would be a colossal mistake in my opinion, but that is the end of what is considered the top-tier names at the position. We are going to move into the second group of names, the mid-round to late-round options that will be on the board. Before we dive into that list, though, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and Easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, there's no football right now, but you can bet on the NFL draft, the NBA, the NHL, MLB are all in full swing right now. So make sure that you head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up for free today. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Literally free money they are giving out for using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Let's continue breaking down the top names and the mid tier names and the day three names at the quarterback position in the 2021 NFL draft. We are going to look at those day two mid round guys next. And I already teased the top name of this group. But before we dive into that, do want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's basically all of the sports news you need from all of the sports in under 20 minutes. Every single day, I always say it's like having the sports section read to you every morning. You're going to get your Tennessee Titans news with me here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But then get the rest of your national sports news in a condensed package with the Locked On Today podcast. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And I mentioned this name earlier when talking about Mac Jones because... Quite honestly, I only put Mac Jones in that first grouping because he's considered in that first grouping for some reason. If it's just based on what I think, he would be in this second group. He's not in the the land of Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones is much more comparable to Kyle Trask, who is number one on my list of the day two options. Now, I don't think that the Titans will go in the day two range and get a quarterback. I just think that Ryan Tannehill has too much value you the Titans clearly don't want to pay a quarterback in that range even in the mid-tiers they would rather ride with Logan Woodside develop Deshaun Kaiser I don't think that a day two pick at quarterback makes sense for the Titans with all their needs and how they're currently setting up their roster but if they did Kyle Trask would be somebody who would head up that group. Now, a lot of people are saying that Trask is going to go in the second round. To me, I still think that's too high. I see Trask as a mid-third rounder, late third rounder, maybe even early fourth rounder. And here's what. At Florida, he had a very solid arm. Solid arm. It's not a great arm, but very solid. It's not below average in arm strength. Slightly above average. He is good at processing and going through his reads. He understands an offense. He's got good pocket movement as well. He's not a guy who takes a bunch of sacks. Now, when I say pocket movement, remember to distinguish these things. Mobility is not pocket movement. He's got good pocket movement, good pocket pr- uh, presence, but... He has no mobility whatsoever. Kyle Trask is a below average athlete. He had an incredible cast around him at Florida. Not only Kyle Pitts at tight end and Kadarius Toney at wide receiver, but a solid offensive line and had Dan Mullen as the offensive mastermind, his coach, while he was at Florida. He just doesn't have high level traits. He doesn't have elite arm strength. He doesn't have elite accuracy. He doesn't have elite mobility. So with all that it's kind of just blah. I mean, it's basically like Mac Jones. Mac Jones was just more productive because he was at Alabama. He's a little more accurate underneath. But Kyle Trask, I think, could profile as a solid average backup in the NFL. And some teams that are needy at the quarterback room will will value that. And value his maturity in terms of running and offense. To me, though, without any elite traits, it pretty much eliminates the the possibility of him being a starting quarterback in the NFL even a game managing starting quarterback like an Andy Dalton I don't see that ability with a Kyle Trask so I would look at him like I said in the late third round early fourth round and I wouldn't do that if I were the Titans so that, that's how I see the top of the second tier it's not a great quarterback draft after you get through those first round prospects next you have Kellen Mond from Texas a and a lot of people are high On Kellen Mond as a project at the next level. He has a ton of experience and a pro style offense, taking a ton of snaps during his time in college. He is a very mobile guy. He's going to be able to give you a plus advantage in the run game, but gives you really no wow factor as a quarterback. Doesn't have incredible arm strength. Has struggles not not only not incredible accuracy but struggles with accuracy doesn't throw with anticipation or timing he's got to see it to let it go and when you consider all that he is a developmental prospect and what you're banking on is taking the intangibles that he or not the intangibles but the tangibles that he has his size his speed his mobility and then trying to develop the the other traits the arm traits that go along with playing quarterback and for me he's going to get taken higher he the titans could look to you know maybe develop a guy like that but he's going to go a little bit higher in the draft than the titans would be willing to take a quarterback i see him going you know fourth fifth round somewhere in there the next guy has a little bit more upside Then the first two guys we talked about that is realistic. And it's Davis Mills from Stanford. So he's got an incredibly strong arm. One of the strongest arms in the draft. Very solid accuracy. Not elite accuracy, but very solid accuracy. And he's a very confident player. He was one of the top quarterbacks in his class out of high school. And you can see that confidence that he plays with. But you ask yourself if he was one of the top quarterbacks in his class coming out of high school, if he has a really strong arm, He's accurate. He's confident. Well, what's the problem? Well, Davis Mills has no mobility whatsoever, below average mobility. Um, His decision-making can be questionable at times. Also, he doesn't have a ton of experience because he's dealt with injuries. So injuries have robbed him of the limited mobility that he already had, and they robbed him of more experience at the college level to develop his skills and develop that talent that he had when he came into school. So Davis Mills is one of those guys that NFL teams are like, okay, if we can get him back to that level that he was at coming out of high school, maybe with health and experience, he can get back in that mold. Maybe he has a chance to be a starter in the NFL, but for my money, he's already playing with a knee brace. He's already had knee injuries. He didn't have great mobility anyways. The NFL, as I talked about in the first segment, the NFL is looking for guys who can make off-schedule, off-platform throws. Everybody wants that Pat Mahomes now. Everybody wants that Aaron Rodgers. Those are the guys who are the studs in the NFL. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Those are the guys that teams are looking for and that are looking to make starting quarterbacks and trading up for in the draft. Davis Mills is never going to have the ability to be that guy. So, at best, are you looking at a Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan even had some pretty good functional mobility back in the day when he was running that you know zone scheme that the Titans run now. I just don't see that. Davis Mills, to me, could be a good backup if he was able to to develop, but for the Titans, I don't really see it making a lot of sense, especially for the scheme, but I think Davis Mills could go because some teams could want to develop him a little bit more from what they knew about him in high school. Maybe he goes in the fourth, fifth round right in there midday. Uh, The last name that I want to mention in this grouping is Jamie Newman, and Jamie Newman came out of Wake Forest, tried to transfer to Georgia, but ultimately didn't play in the 2020 season, opted out. Now, Jamie Newman has an elite build. He's literally prototypical size for an NFL quarterback. Incredible mobility, and he's probably the best downfield deep ball thrower in the draft. Really accurate throwing downfield. So you add in his build, you add in his mobility, and you add in his ability to throw the ball downfield accurately, and a team could take a chance. on. Think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their propensity and their vertical uh, propensity to throw it down the field, their vertical passing game. That could make a lot of sense in the mid rounds, maybe even early day three. But you do have to take into account he was incredibly inconsistent. He played in a very simple offense that relied on the run game, very easy reads for him. So he hasn't had to process a lot while he was out on the field in college. Teams are going to want to see him do that. The whole reason he tried to transfer to Georgia was to be in a more pro style offense and go up against better competition. He ultimately didn't do that. Like I said, opted out and 2020 and try to get ready for the draft but he didn't answer a lot of those questions so Jamie Newman is is one of the more tantalizing prospects out of this group because of the positives that he has but without that lack of tape out there with the simple offense he was in at Wake Forest there will be questions and that's why he is a developmental option in the mid rounds for teams I again don't think the Titans would take a chance as early as they're going to need to to get Jamie Newman but Out of the quarterbacks I talked about, I'd be willing to take a shot on Jamie if I had to choose. But that's going to do it for the mid round options. We are going to go into the dart throws, the late round guys, guys that honestly make a little bit more sense value wise for the Tennessee Titans. Before we dive into those names though, do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have everything you need for your classic or your daily driver, and you can get it all in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog's unique. It's remarkably easy to use, easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure that you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Alright folks, it is time to cap off this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Day 1 of the Locked on Titans NFL Draft preview. We are going to go over the last group of names at the quarterback position and this may be the group of names that we need to pay attention to the most as I do believe if the Titans did draft a quarterback in the draft it would come most likely in the seventh round on day three. Before we dive into that list, I want to remind you guys about two excellent NFL draft podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network. We have the Draft Dudes Podcast that watches every prospects so you don't have to, and the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where you get your daily draft news and mock draft updates. Make sure that you're following both those podcasts on the Odyssey app. That's the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast and the Draft Dudes Podcast. Once again, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But diving into this final group, I'm going to start with a name that I actually mocked to the Titans in my seven round mock draft from yesterday and that is Felipe Franks and I have to correct myself I said Miami yesterday I was getting that Florida connection Felipe Franks started at Florida and then made his way to Arkansas and as a prospect Franks has really good size and really good arm strength and some good mobility as well. But as you're going to see with a lot of these prospects at the end, his processing needs to be a lot quicker. He doesn't really read defenses and read the field very well. Doesn't have great accuracy or touch either. When he tries to not throw a lightning bolt, he becomes very inaccurate. So that's something that is concerning. Is he going to have the ability to have the touch and timing and anticipation and accuracy you need at the next level I compared him a lot to Deshaun Kaiser I think they're very similar as players and unlike Kaiser though I do see Franks going very late in the draft and maybe if the Titans have interest in developing Deshaun Kaiser then why wouldn't they have interest in developing a Felipe Franks I see them very similarly next You have Sam Ellinger from Texas. So Sam has a ton of experience, ton of starts, and he's not somebody who's going to turn over the ball. He's going to run the offense, but Doesn't have great pocket presence. He'll leave a pocket when he doesn't need to. That'll result in a lot of sacks. And with the way that pockets are rarely clean in the NFL, you can't have a guy wasting a good pocket because he gets a little nervous and gets happy feet in there. Also, he does not have a great arm. He does not have an above-average arm. He's not very athletic either. Uh, He's just kind of your very blah prospect who was... You know, productive in college, has a lot of experience in college. And some teams may say, hey, we're going to take that experience. He's somebody we can count on. We'll see if we can develop the traits a little bit. But for me, I prefer it the other way around. I want a guy with high-end traits who maybe is a little slow on some of the developmental stuff and I'll work with him there so Sam Ellinger is probably a seventh round pick maybe an undrafted free agent you never know what uh, what kind of team will take a chance on him there but do not see high level NFL traits that could result in him being a starter or even a high level backup Of course, all these guys can develop their game once they get in an NFL program and end up better than is my evaluation right now. It's not set in stone, but don't see a lot of high upside with Ellinger. Next, you have Ian Book from Notre Dame. Great character, got all the intangibles. He is pretty good at second reaction plays, which, you know, off schedule things like we talked about, which NFL teams do covet, but the reality is Book isn't very athletic, doesn't have a good arm very below average arm and he doesn't read the field very quickly a lot of the second reaction that he had to do is because he's not reading his you know his progressions properly at the start so will somebody take a chance on the character and the intangibles of ian book and the production that he had in college and say we want to get him into our program and maybe develop him into a reliable cheap backup maybe so but for me i I'm not very interested. I would much rather have a Franks, who has the size and arm strength and mobility, and see if we can develop the mental part of the game. Last name that I want to mention here, KJ Costello from Mississippi State, also Stanford. He's got the size, he's got the arm, he's got pocket presence, but... He makes mental errors, makes a lot of turnovers. That's something that really got him in his last year of college. Had multiple games with a ton of interceptions, got benched. uh, Doesn't go through his reads quickly enough, slow processing. Can you speed up that processing? Can you get him to not make as many turnovers and make better decisions and take advantage of that size, that arm, and that pocket presence? I don't know. But if a team does want to take a chance on Costello, it will be very, very late in the draft. Obviously, there are more names that you could go over. There are other prospects from college teams may be interested in, but in my opinion, those are the, the list of prospects 13 names for you in three different segments that I could see going in the NFL Draft. Again, if the Titans get a chance on a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, as they fall down the board, I would be very interested. If the Titans could get a Jamie Newman in the sixth round, I would be interested there. If the Titans could get a Felipe Franks late in the seventh round, I would maybe be interested there. But for me, the quarterback position is not one that I see the Titans attacking in this draft. But either way, you are all up to date with my breakdown and my ranking of these prospects. But that's going to do it for me today. We are going to be back tomorrow to continue our NFL Draft Preview, talking about the running back position. Make sure that you don't miss that, and follow the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.